We are live on the Bagland Podcast. Y'all wouldn't give a damn if this motherfucker had gold teeth. Fuck me, y'all wrong. And the only reason you don't let this bitch come through your baby like this, nigga, I'm sick of you Hollywood niggas with these pretty bitches. That's the, I, that can't nobody do that but a pretty bitch. If she was a big old fat bitch, she couldn't have done your boy like that. Everybody be kicking against the bitch because the bitch is a Hollywood bitch and this bitch can't have babies. Fuck ass bitch. I see why God didn't give you no goddamn baby, bitch. Fuck this bitch done been raped. She done been molested. Now she done projected that shit out on this little boy. Somebody's supposed to tell these people by now. Ain't none of y'all going to heaven, Dwayne Wade. You, the baby, what is, y'all got these two presented before our kids. Fuck Disney. Yeah, fuck Nickelodeon too. Yeah, now. Now, now I agree. Now, here's the thing about Disney, Nickelodeon. Thanks for sharing the show. Thanks for the broadcast. Thanks for sharing the broadcast. What I don't like about Disney and Nickelodeon and all these, these platforms that our children are watching they keep pushing this agenda everyone knows what i'm talking about they keep pushing this agenda to our children and as far as i believe i believe your children should be able to make a decision about what they like who they like you know when it comes to sexual orientation and all that they should be able to make that choice when they are adults paying their own bills Nobody should be forcing it down anybody's throats, whether it be um, homosexuality or whether it be heterosexuality. It should be for, there should be no sex forcing down children's throats. Children should not be sexualized. And the media, you know, and it's, I don't like to really ponder upon parties, but yeah, child protection does need to step in. I'm going to open up the phone lines probably within 15 minutes, but no, child protection does need to step in. They need to step in. Shout out to my homie Simbali. I got the wave wear. I'll be posting that tomorrow. I got the wave wear. We getting wavy. Shout out to Free Max B. The wave. Um, No. Child protection definitely needs to step in. I'm glad I'm glad the child brother Charleston White, Texas nigga. I'm glad that he stepped up and said something because ain't nobody saying nothing. I won't be on television. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I'm gonna fuck. Yeah, I thought I wanted to be an actor. I don't want to be no actor. There's some funny shit going on. They're going to go to school with white folk. Look what we done learned. Look what we remember the niggas couldn't read. Look what we done learned. This gay shit going to school with white folk. This ain't African. This ain't nigga. Let me just say this. Niggas didn't fuck one another. At least not the ball. Yeah, they fucked them women. Nigga made 13 babies with one woman. And Mike went cross town and had two more somewhere else. But We can't pretend any longer that these things are optional. Because when you allow people to opt out of intelligence and decency, you've just laid down under your own tombstone. We, as mankind, deserve better than that. The only real obstacle to man's destiny is himself. And the only ones standing in his way are the stupid who deny and don't care if he has a destiny or not. On behalf of all intelligent people everywhere, I want to say to the stupid, I am the intelligent. 
And I don't owe you anything. I make no apology for the fact I can Whether read and count and you don't know and don't care to learn. I am not going to make myself dumber so that you can feel smarter. I'm not going to reduce my vocabulary so that you and I can have a conversation. I won't pretend you and I have something in common. I won't make believe that you're up on my level. I will not humor you and say your bastard babies are the same as my wife's children. I won't congratulate you on your sickening tattoos or pump up your disgusting ego about your overpriced tennis shoes. I won't let your sob story about your mammy and your no-good daddy persuade me to give you a pass for repeating their mistakes. The intelligent have spent the last hundred years trying to appease the neighborhood tramp, the town drunk, the class clown, the debutante, the single mothers, the made-up name people, and all of their enablers. And we have a society degenerating all around us to show for it. We must simply accept the reality that they are not like us and we are not like them and we never want to be. They represent the savage past where mankind has been. And we represent the greatness of where man is going to go. And I am calling on whatever intelligent people in the world remain to embrace the fact that the stupid and the sensible are not the same and are not equal and are not both going to survive. Either the intelligent will live and subjugate the dumb or the dumb will spawn to such huge numbers that they ultimately destroy us and themselves but we are not going to have a future where the intelligent and the ignorant are both allowed to have equal importance in the world i believe with every fiber of my being and every molecule in my body that mankind does have a destiny i do not just believe it but i know this beyond all doubt and with every certainty what I do not know is whether or not he can conquer his demons and accomplish that destiny and purpose in the current sad state he's fallen because in times past, man became the higher being he is today because he was scared to die. And A new report paints a disturbing picture of racism in Minneapolis. A two-year state investigation finds Minneapolis police are more likely to target, arrest, or use force against someone who's black. The Minnesota Department of Human Rights charged the city of Minneapolis with discrimination after a former officer murdered George Floyd. Since then, state investigators have poured over body camera footage and police documents, interviewed officers, city staff, and community members. The WCCO team is breaking down what they found and what's next for policing in Minnesota's largest city. And we begin this evening with Jeff Wagner. The state says black individuals make up just under 20% of the Minneapolis population, but made up 63% of MPD use of force cases, 78% of searches during traffic stops, and 71% of arrests during traffic stops. Now they have all this data. They have all this information. Remember, I told y'all they would be doing this probe. I believe they started that probe, what was it, a year ago or so? And here you got Mayor Frayed French Fry. Mayor Mayor Frayed French Fry, he's going to get up there and start explaining. All right. But they're not going to tell you what they're going to actually do. Let Let me let this play. The state's report says officers used racist language and used social media to secretly monitor black community members. 
I found the contents to be repugnant, at times horrific. Mayor Jacob Fry knows he's not alone in feeling that way. After a scathing 72-page report thoroughly detailed how the Minneapolis Police Department violated the Minnesota Human Rights Act by discriminating against people of color. When it came to traffic stops, black people were almost twice as likely to be searched than white people in similar situations, a disparity that was seen in all five police precincts. Former and current MPD supervisors and officers also admitted that MPD stops people of color for no reason or small offenses to find drugs or guns. Before former Chief Madera Arredondo banned chokeholds and neck restraints, officers used them nearly twice as much against black people than white people in similar situations. Sometimes. So here's old liberal Minnesota. I told you this is going to be a red state. The conservatives will be taking the governor's seat. I guarantee you. It will not be a Democratic governor. The governor will be conservative. That's my prediction. And here's the thing. Here's the issue. The Democrats, they want all the black folks to come out and vote for them. All right. Well, if you don't vote for them, the big bad wolf is going to come in. He's going to change things. A man Solomon said that they'll cut the social security checks. That's what he said they really scared of. Okay, so black folks, they're dying to vote Democrat. They're not getting anything. And instead of, like Dr. Claude Anderson says, withholding their vote, they're sitting up here. And this is what you get. Then this is supposed to be the Department of Human Rights. But I'm not hearing what punishment is going to happen. The interactions in question were digital. The report showed police made covert social media accounts to monitor and engage with black people and black organizations unrelated to criminal activity. During that same time, police did not create accounts to monitor white people nor white nationalists. The department. All right. So what that. What that says, let me decode that. What he's basically saying is they're going to monitor black folk. They're not going to monitor race soldiers that are confirmed. And that's really criminal. And they said engage. So what do they mean by engage? That sounds like that 4chan stuff. And like me and my homie was talking earlier about Elon Musk getting Twitter. That's going to be a race soldier haven. Donald is going to get his Twitter feedback. Watch. Give it three weeks to a couple of months. Donald is getting his Twitter feedback. The rise of the right. It's going to be a new kind of alt-right. He's going to get his Twitter feedback. All right. Donald is going to be getting his Twitter feedback. But see, these Minnesota Democrats, Woody Bush and the dude, Sean, what's happening? Thanks for joining tonight. The Democrats up here in Minnesota are going to continue to pander for the black vote. They've already identified that police have been harassing black folks up here. 
but they're not going to do anything about it. So what are they so afraid of Trump getting back in for? You have Jim Crow Joe, Crime Koala, the DOJ closed the Emmett Till case, but they're afraid of Donald getting back in. I'm not going to vote for Donald. I'm not going to vote for anybody unless there's tangibles, some executive orders, or some type of reparations pack, uh, reparations package put together for foundational blacks. Or I hold my vote. My vote is transactional and my vote is earned. But what they're trying to tell us is let's use scared nigga tactics that's picking any plantation politics. Let's use scared nigga tactics to get you to vote. But but this is what you received in your vote, Minnesota. This is what you got. Department of Human Rights plans to make a consent decree with MPD, which would require the department to outline reforms and when they would be implemented. Mayor Fry says that process could take several months. Oh, yeah. no, Fray Fry, several months, implementation, planning, all of that. See, when it comes to us, they want to take forever. So what they're doing is they're stalling. When is the midterms coming up? When is that coming up? Are they going to stall into the midterms? Let's look that up. When is the midterms? Midterms. $5 Indian Warren. She's up here talking. Let me see here. Prominent Republicans back Senate candidate Adam Laxalt in the midterms. Nevada's turning red. All right. So Donald, Ted Cruz, and DeSantis are backing Laxalt. All right. They're saying make Nevada red again. Flipping the state of Nevada from blue to red this midterm season has been the focus. Yeah, yeah, Nevada will be red. That will be a red state. All right. At least you'd think, okay, Jeff, thank you. All the other biological faculties that we have. It does very definitely set, uh, 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 stop a uh, very natural mode of investigation. That is, we are not, for, for ethical reasons, we do not conduct intrusive experiments with human beings. So, for example, uh, there are very natural modes of investigation that suggest themselves at once. Suppose, for example, I propose that uh, language has some general property and that every human language must have this property as a matter of biological necessity. If we were dealing with a defenseless organism that we were allowed to study, say, the way we study monkeys or cats, what we would do is uh, uh, employ the method of concomitant variation. That is, that we would design an artificial environment, let's say, in which this principle is violated, and ask whether the system develops in a normal way under those conditions, for example take one case. There have been journalists who have actually tried this and, you know, spent weeks just trying to find out where they should register. So the abuses have been all-encompassing, including um, scandals in which the tissues were sold at very high rates. But even when the tissues were... That's Sister Harriet Washington that did the medical apartheid book. Excellent, excellent book. You should get that on Amazon Prime ASAP, medical apartheid. 
She's talking about people's tissues being sold on the black market, really. Illegally sold, even legal sale of the tissues is ethically problematic. You're taking tissues, including corneas and um, sometimes parts of brains from people who had died and never gave their consent. And then these tissues are being exchanged for sometimes mammoth fees for research. Mm -hmm. um, and then you add to that the fact that some people who are willing to, who might be willing to give up their tissues for research are not, are not necessarily willing to give up their tissues for some monetary exchange. Right. And finally, some of the, wor the worst abuses have been the ones we've read about in the newspaper over the past four or five years where some of these tissues actually found their way um, illicitly and very dangerously into transplant schemes. All this shit you whiffing with your funky ass artists, we gon' knock on your door, bruh, Stone Love. We gon' knock on your shit, nigga. Yes, we gon' knock on your shit, nigga. Stone to the bone, we gon' knock that shit, bruh. You got that. Since you wanna what? You wanna take the P off the B? You wanna take the B off the two P's, nigga? Yes, sir. Nigga, I'm the nigga let y'all on the blood module when they didn't want no two P's and the B's in that motherfucker. When the, when the bobsters didn't want y'all on the backstones, let y'all in, nigga. That's me, nigga. That's my nation. We embrace you niggas, not motherfucking Bobton. Real, real, real talk, nigga. Historically, you wrong, nigga. You need to give me a call, nigga, before the weight of the pyramid fall upon you and crumble you to dust. You ain't important, my nigga. You ain't important. If weight of that pyramid don't fall upon you and crumble you to dust, nigga. You I don't give a fuck. Bro, see, where you went wrong yo, is... Yo, yo, can't y'all squash this? Hey, this where you... Mr. Solomon, you could go ahead and give us a call. Let's analyze this. This is some additional footage that you told me about. And I, I want to know, what are, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think it's Big Cap Herrera? You think it's Big Cap? Or do you think that these allegations of this audio could be true? You went wrong. It's when you said, I had you on the three-way with Big U and Big U didn't know it. What you don't know? If me and Big, you ain't talking 15 months on the phone. We don't even fuck with each other. That's where you went wrong, dummy. Oh, so That's basically, where you so, went so, wrong, but so, so basically you're East Coast nigga, so, and so, you don't up, know those politics. So, so basically what you did was you called another nigga on the phone to pretend no, to be Big, big you. Big, you wasn't on the phone. Big, you voice is Big, you voice. Everybody knows You want me to play? Voice, nigga. All right, let's go. You lied, nigga. So you didn't call him. That was me and you on the phone, nigga. You didn't call Keep Big U on the freeway. You didn't bro. call. All right, hey, we'll bro. see. Listen we to will me, see. bro. We me will and see. Big U ain't talked on the phone. You called Big U on the phone. A year nigga, you lying. I was on Fuck the phone. What I'm you saying, told me to mute my Big phone. You didn't know that. Well, there Mike. is no co-op. Look, the only time, I'm going to be real, that I feel comfortable cooperating with the law if they are in search of a kidnapping a child or something, bro. Yeah. Right? Other than that, bro. Bro, Ray. 
Hey, bro, I didn't had shooting. I'm about to say, what about we Rich? We got the short end of look, So, Grandma can get killed like listen, a motherfucker. Listen, I don't let the nigga talk, bro. I didn't had shooting with eight. They was in the yellow car. I know every nigga was a black midget. I'm giving you everything the opposite. We are not cooperating. Yeah, I, yeah, man, we don't know. Ain't no, ain't no getting the stand and talking to the DA. You got to remember, before they put you on the stand, nigga, you going to sit down with that DA and answer some questions. This just real shit. All right, who we got on the line here? What's up, DP? It's Phil Solomon. What's, what's happening? What's going on? Man, listening to Wack 100 run his damn mouth. It's, it, it, you know, I was going to cover him. Mouth 100. He said Mouth 100. You know, you what got I, Big what U I, and some shit. Big U didn't want that shit being publicized. He's saying that that wasn't him on the phone. That was definitely Wack 100. One hundred percent. But yeah, no, but that was big. You, that was big. You. I thought I heard that him. Was. I thought I heard. That him. was because, because you got to think, what it was is Whack One Hundred was bragging to Hassan Campbell about having a tape of Nipsey Hussle and another dude running a train. So Hassan Campbell didn't believe him. That's why he said, "I'll call on Pyru. I'll call uh." Big you right now, and I'll put you on three way. You just be silent. See, that makes him a he's gonna have a problem with Big U because I don't think Big U wanted that publicized, to be honest with you. You know what's interesting? Oh, this is even more interesting right here, but we'll get to that in a moment. There's something else that I found out, a couple different interesting things, but you know. I just wanted to I wanted to play a little bit of history so folks could kind of understand like okay well he's had several issues with different folk you know what I'm saying according Ooh. according whack according to him according yeah. to him see we're we're just reporting the news and that brother that that was saying that you heard where he basically said you know we let you in the blood module he was an OG I guess that must have got out that were, or whatever the case may be or. And he was from Black P Stones. And he basically told him the Compton, the Compton uh, Bloods didn't want y'all in the, in the module. Because I guess, you know, out there out west, I guess they got like what they call cars or something like that. Like, you know, there's certain certain sections in the jail and, it's, you know, it's very political. So, you know, you can't just go over here and then just hang with this person and that person. So they were like, well, no, nah, we don't want you. We don't want you over here. We don't right. want you over there. Um, hold on, let me put this pillow over this heater. It's getting too damn stuffy. One second, hold on. Sometimes it gets too damn hot, you know. So, so basically, he he's he told him. He said, you know, the Black Peace Stones were the ones that let you in. There must have been some county, some political shit. So that was a while ago. That was quite a while ago. So he was basically saying that you know he was gonna put hands and feet on them. So, but if he said that, if he's saying that, well, he called you. 
or he or he was gonna call him or whatever the case may be. And then if he said, Well, I ain't talked to this person in a year and a half, that doesn't really make sense. Well, it's not true. Right. Because I can you know, tell maybe you how he's, he's lying. To... Because I, I listen to the clubhouse with all the guys on there. Because I'll be honest with you, I find the guy entertaining. Very prior to yeah. this. He he's got a mouthpiece on him. Man, he podcasting is something that would be good for him. But oh, yeah. he said he said the reason why I know he's lying about hadn't talked to Big U in a year and a half is because he said he had a falling out and Big U was unhappy with him for associating with Takashi. Yeah. He didn't start yep. associating with Takashi until about September. Yeah. So they did definitely so that year and a half has been debunked. That's not true. And, and then, mean, and then, and then, if it's not been a year and a half, I mean, I've seen them on podcasts with each other in less than a year and a half. Um, you you never know when this stuff is recorded, but I, you know, I don't know. I mean, a year and a half ago. Let me let me see something real quick. See, that's the thing about the internet. You can archive some stuff. Things are archived. Yeah. Um, can you hear me? Oh yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you. No, he's got an so, enemy in Big U. Hmm, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure Big U didn't want that being publicized. No, because it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't look good. And then, you know, you Hell say no. when you have a tape, people are going to start thinking, well, okay, well, you could be lying about this tape now, too. Even though you have access to a lot of different tapes of other people, folks will still think you're lying. Think so, you're lying. you know... But I, I don't. I think they have some tape of Nipsey Hussle, and and I'm probably running the train on a girl. You know, both fucking some girl. I, you know what I mean. And they're gonna try to throw some extra trying in to there. get some money off because he got Delahoya, he got Kanye West. Did you hear Kanye West just got the rights to that sex tape? He just got the hard drive. Okay, so that means somebody tape. paid for it. Somebody paid for yeah, that. Ray J had it. Yeah, he probably had extras. And see, and you know, yeah. that 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 goes into. We don't even really have to go deep into that. That that pretty much sums it up. What kind of woman she is? I mean, to even have that around for, for yeah. to even have that out out the gate. But you know, Kanye, he's you know, talented guy. But you know, he got a little simp energy about himself too. He could have did better than that. But you know, however, but they're thinking um, Wax thinking he can get him a quick. A quick little couple million you know, bucks, maybe. Yeah, maybe a quick eight hundred there. Well, he wanted thirty percent of. They want thirty percent of the estate for Nip. See, now it's been ruined. The one by it going public, it's been. No, ruined they can't now. get it. Yeah, they can't get it because the thing is, is now that you said this, and then here's the thing: now that you didn't said this, and if you admitted to trying to, you can't extort the people no more because you kind of admitted to a crime. Number two, you try to smear this man's name. So now people are looking at you funny style anyway because they're like, okay, even if that was true, you know, you waited till the man died to do that shit. You could have did it beforehand. I can understand the monetary gain you could get, but at the same time, you know, you didn't think that that information was going to come out. But what makes it even more interesting is, okay, if you're lying about when you last talked to somebody, then you're probably lying about a tape. 
But if you didn't know you were being recorded, you know, when people ain't, when they, when they're not being recorded, they speak more freely. We all know that that's a human nature thing. People speak more freely. So, you know, uh, he's getting a lot of access to tapes, but you know, with, with him, with him being able to, you know, have several different artists and stuff. I heard something not too long ago. You were asking me about uh, the artist with the game, you know, managing the game. And um, I heard him said to you, somebody recorded him saying the game was a fake gangster or something at one point, you know. Um, so, you know, like these guys, it, it's common. It's common for. If you even a Dakachi situation, it's common for a guy that's really not that street or somewhat or whatever the case may be, where they got real street dudes behind them. They got the muscle. They got the muscle. Right. They'll get somebody, you know, um, like Takashi. He's a lame, you know what I'm saying? So what better can he do? He can't go back to New York and deal with Treyway. He can't deal with he can't deal with the New York blood. So what better than to, you know, okay, you're a live rat. You're a fake studio gangster. You're everything and above. And it's not like nobody didn't know. And now you you, you happen to be dealing with a Pyru from L.A. that can move you around if you need be. And he's looking at it like, okay, the rap game is a bunch of hoe-ass niggas anyway. So being that this nigga's never really been a street nigga, I'm just going to take his money. But, right. you know, some real street niggas going to still be like, well, no, nah, you shouldn't fuck with him. You know, but I guess... Uh, there, there was now. Listen, listen to this footage. Listen to this footage. I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if you're on speaker or whatever. How, how it'll sound when I play it. But I, well, let me, let me play it. Yeah, wow. So you can't, you can't. So you can't retire the streets, nigga. Like that, that shit is. If you no, go to the streets, no. that's not everybody. Street, no. Now this is the Ti situation they were talking about. They were talking about, hey, you know, if if you are saying you're from the streets. Can you can you turn around and take the stand? Now, street rule is no, you can't take the stand. So that's what he was explaining. He said, You can't take the stand, you can't point fingers, you can't you can't make statements, you can't say nothing. If if you're if you come from this world and you sign up for this, unless you step away from it, you 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 can't still claim it and say, Well, you know, well, I'm rapping now, but I'm still street and I deal with the streets, but let me you know, I got into a jam, so let me go ahead and say, okay, well, Phil did this. No, I don't work that way. So he, he's explaining that. Bro, I will tell you this. I will tell you this, bro, and I stand on this. If a nigga's telling you, hey, bro, I don't fuck with that life and in that street life, leave me alone, and you still go fucking with him, and he tell him your ass, you know what's happening, right? He needs- this is about another kind of tip that can help our mothers. Hey, what's happening, y'all? Some people call me tip. D- do you remember this, the Crime Stoppers video? Yeah. What did you think about that when you first heard? What was the first thing when you when you saw that or heard that video? I thought that instantly I thought it had something to do with his with his release. A part of maybe his probation or something. Changing his image. Could you know I, I thought I read between the lines. I didn't think he just woke up one day and wanted to be involved with crime stoppers. Either he's trying to change his image so he can have that show that he had. Remember the reality show mm-hmm. he had with his wife? 
So do you want to get white folks to watch that shit? First thing you got to do is you don't want to be a criminal. They'll say, oh, T.I. is a criminal. No, T.I., he's on crime watchers. He's changed. That's the first thing I thought. The second thing I thought was, you know, I think he had capped out when it came to rap money. And I think he was looking to try to get that other money. And what that race soldier, white money. So they need to look at you like you ain't a criminal. So just mm. playing it off, you know, no different than 40 Glock being a pimp and then saying, I hate pimps, you know, just to throw you off is what I thought. Now he still was rapping about the streets. Can, 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 does that work? Yeah, it works because he's not selling that CD to me and you. He's selling that CD to a little white boy who doesn't know the difference. The same people that are still buying Takashi's albums is the same people that would buy that. You know what I mean? Like, here's the thing, DP, that, that it's kind of gotten past us. Like, being lame, lames, snitches, all this, instead of it just being one or two persons you could just point out, that's a clique now. That's an organization. So there's money to be made there. If you're cooning, you can get 300 hits a day on YouTube, like Officer Tatum. It, it pays. So, like, snitches for 6 9 or TI, guess what? Other snitches will buy their shit. Do you consider the coon? You said you said Tatum. Okay. Do you consider the 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 the, the common coon to be equal to a rat? Yeah, worse. Like what kind of rat? You talking about like an actual rat or a like snitch? a rat? Like a like yeah, a snitch, a rat. Someone someone nah, who I think a snitch will, will will be worse because there's certain coons that just don't want to be bothered with blacks. They ain't out to hurt nobody. They just don't want to be bothered with. Them. But a snitch, he's gonna get you. You know what I mean. But in order to be I a coon, a you is... might have to tell. You, you remember I well, told you about different what they... forms of cooning, but there's not different forms of snitching. Yeah, you can you have your coons that just don't want to be bothered with blacks, but they live in the suburbs. They act like they white. They, you know, they're fine. But snitches always bother you. They're, you, you by definition, to be a snitch means you got to be telling. Yeah. You know, you can coon and not affect and not directly affect anybody black. You can just coon with your mouth. You know, you can just say, man, I hate my own, I hate blacks. Da, 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 da. You know, you, but to snitch, you got to actually be out here getting in the dirt, telling on people. I, I introduced you know, a, a term, I introduced a term to my listeners some time ago called uh, the term of meritorious manumission. And what, what that was, was back on the plantation or even a little bit after, you would have the slave master or you would have white folks in the 1900s. It was it was meritorious manumission has been something around, that's been kind of going around the 1700s. And really what that is, is, is that a fan or something I hear? You hear something? No, it's like a, I don't, I don't know what it is. Oh, it's not doing yeah, it no more. I don't. I don't know if it's from your from your phone or something. It's, it's like it's rubbing against something. But but uh, meritorious manumission is when you know, let's say you was on a plantation, and so if I'm getting ready to leave the plantation, you would go to master and say, "Hey, that nigga's getting ready to leave," and he'll give you some new shoes or a butter biscuit or might let you sleep in the house or some shit. You know, real menial shit. You know, so the coon, the the form of snitching that formed on the plantation. Now, snitching has been around since Judas, but 
Meritorious manumission that started off on a plantation plantation for blacks to undermine other blacks. So it will be a coon that might get a menial position, or he might, you know, he might, you know, get some shoes, or it was nothing for the slave master to give you a little bit of, you know, pretty much nothing. So I like to liken that. Let me get. I'm gonna continue to play uh, the other piece of audio. Here it goes. And this is about another kind of tip that can help our mothers, our sisters, our brothers, and our fathers help get the perpetrators who commit crimes against them off the streets. All you got to do is call Crime Stoppers Atlanta. Tips can be anonymous, and there's even a reward. Now, they've been asking. They've been asking for a paperwork party for a long time. He has not produced the paperwork. Right. Because he doesn't he, have he has, he does he has not produced the paperwork. They, they, they say that the paperwork was sealed. I mean, this paperwork has been requested for a very long time. No when one can't find it. I when, couldn't find it. When TI when TI was washed as a rapper, from that point forward, that stuff didn't matter anymore because TI's fan base now don't care about that. There's a portion that, that there's a real authentic street dudes who care about that kind of stuff. But guess what? They're not the ones watching his show. They're not the one... Uh, they're not the one giving him ratings. They're not the one... You know what I mean? So it, 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 it shifts. It changes. Your fan base changes. When your fan base changes, then it no longer... It, it might matter to me and you about being authentic, but it doesn't matter to him anymore. Who's going to check him? The genre of music and... Whatever he's doing now, he's on reality shows and stuff like that. He ain't nobody caring about that fan base doesn't care. When he was dropping Rubber Band Man and all that, that fan base cared. That would have greatly affected his sales. At this point, it's not going to affect him. A street cred, but guess what? He ain't on street money no more. Street money is gone. He's on uh, VH1 reality show money. You know, I could, yeah, just, yeah, that, that kind of like makes Curtis. sense. Just like Curtis, if Curtis was challenged by by someone to a fade, and somebody came out with a diss track when he was an active rapper, he would have had to retaliate. He's not a rapper anymore. He don't care. He's a mogul. He's a mu- He's a he's mogul. A mogul. Yeah. But it's like this and Pete Diddy. Troll people though. You ain't gonna see Magic Johnson trolling nobody. He's gonna have to grow up. Do you think he does it be just because he can? He does it. He he does it to stay relevant. Because you got to understand, even though you're a mogul, this and this and that, when you're not producing hot stuff, it's hard to stay relevant. You know what I mean? Look at these podcasters. Look at all these guys. It's hard. It's hard to stay relevant when. You're not making hits. You're not making movies. It's just hard. So what I'll do is, all right, I'll just make fun of somebody. But remember what he said years ago. He admitted to it. I don't know if you remember that bar that he spit. He says, if I ain't hot, I'm going to show myself. You remember that? Get hot. He said, if I'm not hot. Yeah, he says, I'm not hot. I'm going to show myself. He said, I'll pull down my pants and whip my shit out to the world. Right, yeah, he's gonna he'll take whatever the hot topic is and he'll just start trolling people about it. I remember when Fifty said all public all publicity 
any publicity, even bad publicity, is publicity. Nah, not anymore. It used to be like that before social media got into play. Look at look at Will Smith. Tell me that was good publicity. It's not good for him. But I mean, yeah, think about it, man. Social media now, so you can constantly repeat things, repeat things. But social when you're not, media. when you don't have talent, when when you're washed as an artist, what are you going to do? He, for, he's for not example, come, come with a hot, come with a. Why don't he come with a hot song? Like okay, for example, see me and you, me we're bars. looking for bars. We're looking for bars. See you and I, we we yeah. are hip hop connoisseurs. We want to hear some bars. But the average bonehead is listening to social media, listening to those little spaces. Like some people like, okay, I, I never got on those spaces. But when you listen to them and you hear some of the people talk, a lot of the conversations aren't the most intelligent. They're very interesting no. and entertaining, but they're not very intelligent. For example, you had this hood rat that decided to take some Gorilla Glue and glue it to her hair. She got all types of donations and all types of attention. But like you said, no talent, not very intelligent. Um, I played an excerpt of a, of the Black Authority talking. It was an intelligent rant. I'm going to send it to you. I'm going to send it to you probably tomorrow or tonight. But it's a 40-minute expose about intelligence. Do you remember when we were in school... To be intelligent wasn't necessarily cool. And when you think about it, you're going to school. Just think about that that for a second. We are going to school to learn, right? But being smart, even in school, at South High, being smart wasn't something that was... You you know, you were not really... um, you you weren't really you didn't get a pat on the back from your peers. I mean, I know this from right. personal experience. Being dumb as fuck and not knowing anything was actually you would be more popular. The only reason why I was kind of popular in school is because I mean, I never wanted, you know, the, the kids that never really wanted to be popular always end up a little popular. And it's not that it, it's not that I was one of these kids where you know, I was trying to really get known. People just knew who I was. They just knew. Right. It, it wasn't, you know how like some kids, you know, you just kind of pass them by and you'd be like, oh, do you remember, you remember so-and-so? You remember so-and-so? Because sometimes you could tell me like, hey, you remember so-and-so? And I'd be like, bro, I don't really remember that person. Because they just kind of slid through the radar. Right. But if somebody asks about me, they're gonna be able to say, "Yeah, I, yeah, I remember him." They're gonna keenly remember me. They're gonna, they're gonna remember me for something. You see what I'm saying? Right. So, DP, you know, yeah, DP was very they, well known. Yeah, I was very well known, and you know, it was just be, you know, I just happened to, I don't know, I, I, I don't know, I don't know why I was well known. I just people just knew me, you know. So, and then I think another reason is because I had mixtapes, and you know, I, I knew a lot of tech stuff, and I was a good talker. I was a good networker. I was a real. I was a good yeah. networker. I was able to network. I I was I was able to kind of, uh, as you say, bridge the gap. I was able to deal with, um, the intellectuals of school. I was able to deal with the misfits. I was able to communicate with the street niggas. So, you know, I I could I could walk into any any class and pretty much. 
whatever the conversation it is, I could I could match that conversation. And that's why I, on 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 these, on these podcasts, I play a variety of stuff. I'll play a little racket shit, play a little street shit, play some political shit, some tech shit. You know, I'll I'll, I'll play some. You know, so I I give a little goulash for a lot of different subjects. I want to continue playing as audio. We'll go to the next thing. Hold on. Talk to us for a second, okay? Yeah, no. Yo, don't don't talk to her, yo. Don't talk to her, yo. Hey. Hey. Now, now, let me ask you this before we go. That's that's Zeno talking to the police. Yeah, I know what that clip is. He said that a man was trying to shoot him. Is that street? He says he's a street guy. He's lying. Is that street? First of all, I've seen the whole audio, the whole video clip of that. He's lying. He's I didn't lying. See a gun. Zeno, there's no gun. That dude was just kicking it with his ex, and he was salty. That's kind of lame. I, I, you know, I can't co-sign that, man. That that brought that brought me some points back. So See, he, I didn't know that. He kicked I the didn't dude's. Know he kicked the dude. He got arrested because he kicked the dude's car. He basically pulled car? up on. Benzino, that dude, Benzino kicked the other guy's truck. So that's why he ended up getting arrested. But Benzino was lying and saying he threatened me with a gun. But what the guy said in front of the police is, I don't fight. Yeah, he said, I don't fight. Shit to him. The guy said, I don't fight. He's, I don't know what your problem with me is. I don't need, I just met the girl. He said, I don't fight. He's like, you try to run up on me. I don't fight. So he said, what you mean? You going to kill me? You gonna kill me? And the guy said, I got guns. He said it right in front of the police. But he never said I would shoot you or kill you or anything like that. Yeah, he was very calm. So I was kind of looking. It, it looks it looks it looked halfway simpish to me a little bit because okay, very come simpish. on, dude. What you mean halfway? You, you supposed to be street, dude. You supposed to be the made men. You supposed to be the there's some other audio I'm gonna to play too. It's it's not a good look. I'm not trying to down the dude. Nah. I'm just recording the news. It's crying. not a good look. You seen the end? He starts crying. That that didn't look good either. That didn't look no, good he either. Starts crying. Basically, yeah, that, he's, okay. he's 56. She's about 30 years younger than him. First of all, this is worse than this and, is worse than Will Simp. This is worse than Will. You know why? Oh man, Benzino starts crying, worse. brother. This is worse because you supposed to be you supposed to be the boss from Boston. You supposed to be street. You can't be talking about you street. You can't talk about Curtis and do this. You can't do this, man. Oh, this, man. I'm very and disappointed. You know, all that, you know all those clips of him getting arrested all hit the internet at the exact same time. I wouldn't be surprised if Curtis wasn't behind that. <laughs> now, all this hit in one week. You had that clip. There's another Those one were old. Him and that. Yeah, Those but they, were they, they just got re- they were old, but they just got released. All right, hold on, man. Let me let me let me let me hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me let me see. Cause hold on. Cause there's, there's the okay, arrested crime. Let me see. Let me look at this one. Cause you know, people can upload them. Okay. He confronts Althea's date, arrested by Brazelton police. That was two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then there was there's one he hasn't one? paid rent since May. That was a year ago. Then there's the another the one. Hotel? No, that's two years ago, bro. That's two Which years one? ago. Well, no, hold on. The one is two weeks ago, the one where he where he kicks the dude's car. There's another one that just got released around that same time where he's at the red roof with another guy. <laughs> and they're and they're late for checking out, which is why the police got called. What, what about this audio? Room? What hold on? What are you doing in that room? With another guy, where y'all can't check out for two hours. You two hours late to check out. Police arrive and the other guy's taking a shower. 
Eight years ago, he got shot by at, shot at by his nephew at his mom's funeral. What did what what, what did he do? What what did, what did he do to to, to 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 get that going? Who knows? But he claimed he didn't snitch, but he's the one who told everybody what happened. Okay, and then now we got all right. Okay, two years ago, he's arrested for a racist rant against an Asian officer. I mean, this nigga. Okay, then no, it says right one, here what happened with that one is he got. He got stopped for not having insurance. Or no, he got stopped for something. They found out he had a warrant. Yeah, he went off on the Asian cop because he was like, y'all had no reason to pull me over. There's another one I want you to find. He gets evicted um, by the camera. He's, yeah, he's that one. Hold that on, one where he don't pay his rent. He doesn't pay his rent, and then he's trying to... But the, the, there's a, a, a black cop who knows who he is. He's explaining. He's explaining. Every time yeah, I see him, okay, I'm very disappointed. I make 60K. I make 60K a month. I'm Benzino. Oh, uh, Benzino's man. a perfect no, no, example no. of somebody who didn't save his money, didn't do right by his money. So now he's out here still trying to get hot. I'm very disappointed, man. This is young kids, kids in their 20s, any teenagers listening to this tonight, don't be that guy. And then Shauna I, Brooks, who is a trend that he was accused of being with she him or she whatever came out yesterday and did an interview and said that he tried to kick it with the trans but the, the trans said that she didn't he or she didn't like him here's the bigger question like, how did you get in contact with this person because i me personally like bro i don't i don't really know none of them folks like that like i wouldn't even know i worked with one i worked with one in colorado about six or seven years ago Mm -hmm. I worked at a job with one. Besides that, you rarely see him, you know. But the thing—I mean, you're not going to have contact was, like you. He had his well, phone. Shauna Brooks is a character on uh, Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So th that's where they met. What Shauna Brooks is saying is he wanted me, but I wasn't into him. But he kept making advances at me, so I helped him start his own OnlyFans. I'm looking at these at these at these YouTube uploads. You know, bro, I I've been in the computer industry for a long time. Curtis didn't have anything to do with the comic with the with the curation and the culmination of these of these uploads. Now, I will agree with you that, yeah, I mean, it didn't help him. You know, when he started kind of clowning him or whatever the case may be. But um, the thing is, man, is see, here's another thing we got to keep in mind too, man. You know, a guy in his 50s, you know, supposedly, they, I guess they say he comes from the street, whatever the case may be. You know how that life goes. Sometimes, man, you end up like this. Like, I I'm not saying, I'm not trying to kick the nigga while he's down. All I'm saying, bro, is, you know, when you are, when you're a black man, you got to present yourself on camera a certain way. I mean, you talking to the police, you talking about a nigga going to shoot you. I don't see no gun. He said, oh, I'm going to get him. And like me, like I've never, I've never had a situation, bro, where I had an altercation with somebody and I'm just yapping, yapping, yapping in front of the police. You're yapping a lot because the police are there. The thing is, is when the police ain't there, I'm not going to be yapping. Either we going to get it on or we going to be about our way. I'm not about to sit there and argue with you. Now, we could have a manly conversation. But 
other than that, bro, like, you know, far as I'm saying, uh, being very argumentative, like it's, you know, like when it's going to go up, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you it's know, it's going to go up. Very ladylike. And then the baby mama, when the train it was ladylike. Out, the, baby mama, <laughs> the baby mama came out and she confirmed it. She said, yeah, he liked me to stick shit up his ass. Oh, she said, I believe it's true. Well, then, you know what? We can't put that on Curtis, nigga. You, you, your street card done got revoked. You're not taking care of your kids. Now, listen to this here. And this is what, what's kind of unfortunate. And then we got another five minutes video that we can chop everything up. Oh. What? What's Raymond your name? Scott, sir. Raymond, come here, man. Come here. I met on the golf course. <laughs> it's going on. Yo, he's fucking with my wife. Yeah. Okay, so who? Well, he should be checking her. Well, well, wait a minute. Am I missing something here? He should be checking She's her. What are you checking wife. him for? They broke up. Oh, so he says that's you're simping. He's simping. Yeah, he that, must have been picking. Like it's not like he caught his wife creeping. No. If they he walking came, around, he came to pick up. He came to drop his son off. Oh, okay. Well, then, shit. Yeah. So she don't. Okay. So I see what this is now. She don't really respect him. She nah, she don't she really probably respect gave him some pussy. You know, she she's looking at him because you got to think. Even and then think about looking at her too. She's kind of leaning towards her last train leaving anyway. She's not like in her, she's not young and hot in her, in her 20s and shit. No, I mean, but she was a bad chick. But for a 56 year old man, for him, yeah. With her, then yeah. he has a kid with her. Yeah. So for him, you know, that's a, that's a dime piece. And I think, you know, he put her on too, I think, you know, which makes it worse. Wow. Yeah, okay, I'm going to keep playing. Like, he got her on the show and. Damn. Here? No, yo, yo. Listen, my son's here. I came to pick him up from from um um uh listen, bro. Listen, he just threatened me. You heard what he just said, I better have a gun. And we're here did, now. But did you we're hear here, that? So we can handle that. Did you hear that? I did hear all that. Okay. But we can all handle right. that. But I need you to tell me what happened before I got here. It's uh -oh. all about the spot, smoking in the pocket lot. Everybody having fun, niggas don't stop. And you can go ahead and but right now 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 remember that remember that that was supposed to be his hit, bro. Yeah, Remember you asked me. That, you, was you, that was a long time ago. That was supposed to. Okay, let's pull up the stats because I mean, you you always bring this up to me. You be like, hey man, you, you used to promote this guy. No, I didn't. He had one hit. Are you? I first heard of him from you, the made man out of Boston. Fifty six years like old. Then that nigga old. Okay, the almighty RSO. That was the rap group. Okay, so. Okay, they, you said he was on Love and Hip Hop 2012. Damn, that shit's that damn old? It's Man, 2022. I didn't even know that hip hop shit was out, out since 2020. I, I don't know. I, Love and Hip Hop? I, yeah, that's been on a while. Joe Budden was on it for a couple seasons. Fuck, I didn't, I didn't. Man, time flies. I don't know if I'm getting old or whatever, but okay, now look. Joey, Joe Budden, Joe Jersey. All right, so the Benzino Project came out in 2001. I, I remember that album, 2001. We was just getting out of high school, October 30th, 2001. That was a hot album. 
I have not heard that album, but look who he got on here. Look, he got track masters. He got P. Diddy. Most of the production was done by, by his uh, team, Hangman 3. Hangman 3, he had Black Rob, Robbie Brown, Outlaws, Pink, Prodigy, Foxy Brown, Core Mega, Scarface, Snoop. So this was probably like, when you got, you remember back in them days, dudes used to always have all of these different people. So he probably was a dude from Boston that had a lot of respect. He had he had some bread, and it was like a collaboration album. It sounds like because it was on Motown. So I think he just got all the people to respect him. He had Prodigy and Mob Deep, Outlaws. Okay, let's see. Yeah. So look, uh, peak position is eighty. It made eighty four on the Billboard two hundred. I mean that ain't bad back then. And uh, you know, the top R and B hip hop albums was twenty four. So I mean, like I'm saying for two thousand one, you know, it you know, I mean, people knew who he was, and then the source it that that didn't hurt him. You know, you got the source, you could promote your shit. But then in two thousand three he came out with redemption. I remember seeing that one too. That was with Mario Winans, he had track masters, Daz Dillinger, Fatal, Hussein Fatal. Saying Fatal was good. I remember he passed not too long back in 2015. Wyclef John, PD Pablo, Lil Kim. Um, Classic LP. I mean, I haven't heard that one that one either, but I mean he 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 hit with some then 2005 Arch Nemesis. Now I, yeah, I, I I barely that seen that. Good. That like that one. Yeah, that, that was a little bit. Yeah, he he was getting older. That came out in 05. Okay, yeah, then it weird. says, um, okay, so that was around the time that he was getting that Eminem, and then the antidote came out in 07. Now, I remember seeing that, that, but it was just kind of like, oh, we got a caller calling in real quick, we'll, we'll, we'll take this call real quick, and we'll, okay, no, he's not, okay, call back in, call back in, and we'll, we'll talk to you a little bit, but yeah, man, we'll uh, let's play some more audio. He, he is the best thing to do right now, yeah, she can call. I wanted her to go. I Hold her, call a lift. Yeah, Still call a lift and go. Okay. Where does she Where does she live at? Does she live right around, right down five miles from that, from here. Okay. She just wanted y'all to come because she was mad at me. Okay. Okay. All right. Ain't no biggie. No, it is a biggie. She's taking my son from me yeah. on Christmas, man. This is fucked up. I know, man. I know, but spent seven hundred dollars on all this shit, man. Money that I ain't even got them for because man, yo. See, see, and he's telling the police too much. He's like, oh, money, seven hundred dollars, money I ain't even got. See. Dude. If you watch the rest of that clip, the cop takes him out in the balcony. He tells him, you got to start being a man. Really? Yeah. He tells him, I didn't see that whole part. Up. Yeah, Benzino's acting like a little girl, you know? He's like, you got a kid sitting right here, man. You got to man up. Because <laughs> yeah. I think in and Georgia, see, you got to do something different to get custody of your kids or something you got to yeah. do. I heard that part. He, I did hear that part. Yeah. Georgia's He's different. telling him, go do that. He's like, go do that. He was like, he was like, aren't you on TV? You ain't got money. He's like, man, I only get six thousand a month. Oh, see, remember I, I told you, I said them shows they don't pay all like that. Like he, he, he wasn't a. You got to think, bro. He wasn't a frontliner. He wasn't like Jocelyn or Stevie. You got to think. Ain't no put it like this. If Benzino were to come up here to Minneapolis and he'll host a club, host a club like, him, I mean, think about it, bro. Like. They might get a nigga 2500 or some shit. I mean, he might be able to go to the 90s. 
he might be able to get some money. Yeah, he might be able to get some more money over there. I think he would. He probably would be able if he was smart. If he's trying to get hot and popular, man, been, listen, girl, I'm, she, I'm going the, the tranny. Let him off the hook, man. This nigga, this nigga might as well at this point because these are several allegations, nigga. You might as well come on out. And that nigga might get might want to get with the LGBT mafia man and go on, come up here to the 90s and charge 10000 He'll get so much support. He'll get a but lot he, of support. Now, but now he challenged, here's the thing though, he challenged uh, 50 to a fair one. Well, okay, you, dude, okay, dude, you making, all right. You challenged no fame. Nigga, you 56 years old. That nigga 50 will beat you half to death. It ain't even worth it. You need to leave that alone. And that nigga needs to hook up with the LGBT because he's dealing with them on the low from what it seems like. He can't really make no money all like that. Nigga, you, I don't know what you need to do. I don't know. That that's that's very interesting. Let me play continue to play. Oh, man. I understand, man. But the just devil, me, but the devil the... Lord be my witness. Gotta keep the devil off. This this is Big Crit. This is a real good song. You listen to Big Crit. Yeah. Hey yo, now we about to get him in the room. So I'm about to whack you a he calls whack a bird. Jim Jones is calling whack a bird. bird. You a hoe. You a soft nigga. Nobody in LA respect you like that. Stop spreading false narratives. Do not know OG out there. Nobody stamped me in the West Coast. I got a good friend by the name of Wacko, nigga. And we went through some real shit. You was not there, nigga. You was locked up, nigga. Nobody ever heard about you. You came out huffing and puffing, nigga. You was a bitch. And I said, eat my dick, nigga. You know where, where the rest lies, nigga. Fuck out of here. <laughs> what hey, yo, Jim. I hug up, man. I, I'm trying to get him in the room. Right? Oh, he been going hard. He called Jim Jones a snitch. You know what? I'm going to keep it real. See, okay. They, they they could say what they want, right? They could say what they want about whack. I don't think most of these niggas ain't really gonna take the fade with whack because whack a fight, okay? And you know, you remember back in our days when we was going to school and stuff like that. I mean, niggas didn't have guns all like that, like. Right. I mean, you could get, you could probably get access to them, but I mean, it wasn't, I mean, think about it, bro. Like even in high school, you never really heard anybody really talk about gunplay really that much. Not really. No, not, not really. Much. I mean, niggas was getting shot. Don't get it twisted. But you know, really? in our neighborhood, niggas wasn't getting killed all the time. That happened mainly out, you know, a little more out South and over North. I mean, it happens sometimes, but you got to think like where we grew up, most folks knew each other. So if it was a, if it was that much of an issue, a nigga could just catch a fade at the Quail Center. Right. You know, I'm going to be honest. too much about guns. Nah, man. I, I'm going to be honest, bro. Like, even when we was, like, in high school, I, I really didn't see too many people catching fades like that. I used to hear a lot of woofing. But I, I never, I don't really recall people really catching fades like that, bro. I remember, there's look. A clip. Go ahead. There's a clip with, uh, Whack 100 on Adam 22's show where 
he's just talking with Adam Twenty Two, and Jim Jones's number pops up on his phone. I yeah yeah. I was just about to talk about. I seen that just about you know about an hour ago. I was I was just combing through things, just getting my histories together. I seen that he was talking about the text and all this type of stuff, and he was like, "I'm gonna be there with the drugs." And he was like, "You gonna drugs. be where? What is you talk about?" He's like, I'm gonna be there with the drugs. Uh, was that big Caparero? Was, was that big Caparero? Was that just him just doing his little entertainment thing? What do you think? No, because he handed a phone to Adam Twenty Two. He said, "Look, see for yourself." He said, "That's Jim Jones calling me." But I could do that to and you right like, now. I, I can say, "Hey, man, this nigga, this nigga, so and so's on my text," and you'll be like, "Oh, for real? How do I prove that?" Because he handed him the phone and he read through their text logs. Where Jim Jones how, is talking shit to him. How do we know that Adam? How do we know that Adam? For, well, that's even kind of stranger that they got each other's number. But how did Adam? How do we know that Adam didn't play along? He could have. I mean, it easily could be the case. But I mean, that's a very far fetched. That, yeah. That's somebody who likes. That's somebody who likes Jim Jones. And another thing, Wax said, because now there's a, a clip. From August, of, uh, Axe has a show called Off the Record. There's a clip where where uh, Wack 100 is checking six, six nine about his conduct, right? And on hmm. there he says, if six nine wouldn't have told on Treyway, they had Jim Jones already on deck. The feds. Cause See, he was like, like I heard something like that. Because Bishotti and all them are talking shit about, you know, 6ix9ine got us. He was like, the reason why I ain't looking at 6ix9ine like that, he was like, Jim Jones was on deck. He said, the feds was going to get y'all. It, it didn't matter if it wasn't Takashi, it would have been six. It would have been Jim Jones. But see, Jim, that's a lot, you know, for Jim Jones to to, to have to surrender luckily for jim jones he's not you see him on the clip where he's telling shoddy we got to super violate takashi jones was saying that yeah that's jim jones who says you have to super violate him and then shoddy says super duper violate him so that's why the feds came in right away and super duper who was that dude that was by whack that was sitting down the little Mexican dude with the uh, he his name is Inter- One Hundred Entertainment. Oh, okay. He so he's part of the he's part of the label with Wack. Like he works with. I him. don't know. He probably is, but he's also the host of Wax podcast. Okay, because I was listening to if you if you listen to a you know. Wack is kind of like Charleston a little bit. Like he's very 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 popular, and it seems like he is a lot of. It'd be people talking shit a little bit, but it'd be a lot of folks from in there from 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 LA, it seemed like, because I could listen to the accents that uh a lot of the stuff he'd be saying, you know, like some of the stuff, it sounds like they kind of co-sign it, like they kind of know, because it seems like it's a mixture between like I don't know a lot of street shit, a lot of street people that's from LA. You know. I could barely hear you. You sound way, way far away, bro. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I mean, it still sounds like you in a plastic cup, but 
I think, hold on. Yeah, you can hear me now. You're hearing me better right now. Can you hear me now? It sounds much better. I don't know what you did. Are these headphones? Yeah, yeah they're headphones. What happened is, is with, with Wack is he's the last remnant of that era that still oh. people can deal with. But if you talk, if you listen to Suge Knight, Suge Knight doesn't have anything good to say about Wack 100. He said Wack 100 wasn't nothing but his driver. So where did, where does all this Pequima stuff come from? Like where does it where does all this street stuff come from where where people don't really want to challenge him like that? Where does that come from? The truth is is he 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 hooked up with the game through his drug connections and all gang connections and all this. He got the game when he he went platinum when he signed the game. Once he signed the game, now he's got he's able to sign other artists and dangle that over these gangbangers, and he has other gangbangers that protect him. There's other gangbangers that protect him, and then you got a lot of other motherfuckers that look like whack and get me signed. Okay, so you're saying, okay, so he was game's manager, and he signed him. He went platinum off the game. Once he affiliated with the game, he loses others. Who's the second big artist? Well, do you? Let me see here. Think about it. I mean, the game is where he got his, his that's where he came up. Now he signed Takashi. He signed Takashi in a similar to like a stock. When you some people in the stock market will when they see a stock go completely down and it's it's down on his luck, that's when they'll buy it. So he nine Gotti. There's some dude named Nine Gotti that I think he whack that the whack does. And um Ooh. He ain't get rich off of him. No. But and then he's got that leverage with these other young artists. Like I can get you, I can get you like the game. You know, I can get you right there. You know what I mean? So you, you see a lot of like, Ray J, Blueface. Because remember when when it was okay, back now, in Blueface, the day. Okay, now Blueface, yeah. Now it's just, that's his artist now. Blueface is selling. He's pretty big. Yeah, he's a big star, but that's now. That that leverage came from the game. The game his was his first artist, his real artist. And that's where the bulk of his money. Now he's got blue faced. He's got six nine as well. Who's six nine's getting ready to blow up again? He was cool with K Slay. Him and K Slay were close. Very close. K Slay, you know, it was I didn't know who Wack was at the time, but Wack, I remember many years ago, Wack was bringing him to Compton and Watts. He brought him to he brought him over to with the Pyrus and 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 Lokes too, um, and I didn't really know who he was, but now I remember. I'm like, oh, I remember that video with K Slay about ten years ago. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. he was bringing K Slay. He had K Slay on um, Bounty Hunter Watts at one point in time. You know where J Rock and all them from? Not the J Rock that they got into the thing, but you know J Rock from right. TDE. I sent you a video. J Rock has had bars for a long time. You know J Rock is right. Yeah. Yeah. J Rock is money trees. You know money trees. Kendrick Lamar, yeah. J Rock, money trees. J Rock has had bars. He's, in my opinion, J Rock has the most has some of the most be, the best bars from Watts. J Rock has the best bars from Watts. He's All right. Uh... He he knocked out Wack one hundred or no that was the other J Rock no 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 that, that's yeah. that's no no he had no, a song J Rock he had his 
He had a song with J. Cole a few years ago I like. Yep. And, and then he had, he had that song, song Win. That was a good song. Win, win, win. Yep. And it, and see that those are the I don't really want to call it commercial, but like he he has other songs that because I, I listen to I have been listening to J Rock ever since I had my my little retail store on um I don't know if you was in was you in the city around that time around let me see 2009 to 2010 was you was you in Minnesota? No. You was out of state? No. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I had a I had a store. And uh, I used to listen to J-Rock. That's why I started to kind of listen to J-Rock and I was listening to um Gangsta Gibbs that uh Midwest box frame Cadillac music and that's when I was kind of listening to to Nipsey. Um Volume 1 Bullets ain't got no name. I think it was Bullets ain't got no name Volume 1 or Volume 2. I think that was around that time, bro. And I remember I tried yeah. to sell it. I tried I was sell I had the mixtapes and shit like that and then um cuz see you know Nip, if you look at like I don't know if you like have you seen a funeral or whatever, but he was kind of like us, like like he bro, he was he had mixtapes and he be like he he learned how to build his own computer and shit like that and all that type of shit, bro. Like um I remember I think I told you this story where uh a, a nigga came into the store and I was telling him, I said, Hey, it's, it's this nigga named um Nip Hustle from South Central. I said, His shit go. And uh you know, the nigga was like, man, fuck cuz he a six old. Like, you know, the nigga was some shotgun or some shit. So, you know, the niggas don't get along. Gangsters and neighborhoods don't get along. So he just he just didn't want to hear his music. And I said, no, nah, this this nigga, this nigga go. But it was, you know, political shit, little gang shit. So I'm like, all right, well. Right. So, but shit, man, I I I I'm gonna say something. All them Crips in Minneapolis, man, when when Nip came, niggas supported him. He had a, he had a big following. Oh yeah, man, he had a huge following. Niggas loved him up here. Niggas love Nip up here, bro. I'm telling you, niggas niggas. Cause I remember the first time he came. I think he came. He came maybe like three times, maybe. But I remember the second time, it it, it was even bigger. Like it kind of reminded me of Fifty Cent when Fifty first came out. Uh, it was a club downtown, bro. I can't remember what club it was, but he couldn't even folks couldn't even get in damn near. He he was too big. For the club, right. This was around the time when he was, when in the club, I think came out, and like he had just got signed, but he was already underground. I had already been listening to him for for some years before he ever got signed to Dr. Dre. Power of the dollar, you know what I'm saying? I had right, already been listening to that shit. Yeah, you you know I got to think, bro. Like like I was I was kind of instrumental to niggas hearing new shit. Like you know like. Yeah. I used to buy shit. I was a real connoisseur, bro. Like, I got a broken hard drive. I got to get fixed. Man, I got... You remember You remember when you came to the crib, bro, and I used to have all them CDs? Yeah. Oh, and yeah, they, and they be alphabetical order. I'm talking about all the way from Ghostface to Mob Deep to Tupac to Yuck Mouth to Do or Die. I had all that shit, bro. I have over probably well over like 3,000 albums, bro. All in that little... Because yeah, I, I moved it digitally. You're one of the first people to do it. Yeah, I had. I mean, like, I was kind of the neighbor. I was like the neighborhood record store, bro. I'm going to continue to play the audio, and then we'll go to the next subject. And there ain't no more audio. Okay. 
Now listen to this. Remember what I predicted this. And I and I'm not down on them, but here, okay. Now this was on Fox 9. Afghan family, Afghan family celebrates first Ramadan in Minnesota since fleeing Kabul. So they were celebrating. This came out, actually came out April 13th. So it was a while. So they were talking about Afghanistan. They said, when the situation got worse, I decided to leave because it was very dangerous for us to stay. Now, this dude, formerly, he was an animal veterinarian that worked for the U.S. government on a variety of projects in Kabul for 15 years. Because of that connection in America, he knew he had a target on his back as the U.S. withdrew from the country and the Afghan government collapsed. So he decided to leave. Now, remember what I said. I said this a year ago or, or, or whenever they announced that there were a lot of the Afghan folks was going to be coming. A lot of them was going to come here. Then somebody sent me something 50, today. I said that was when? 50,000 are coming. 50,000. Now, um, I got somebody sent me this today that 220,000 immigrants for the month of March uh, I think Mex that are Mexican coming in here and that'll cost, I think they said it was like $143 billion. Now we know to get down, but what I was saying is I was, when I was ranting on a lot of black Biden voters scared of politicians using what I termed and quoted picking any plantation politics. This is where foundational blacks money is going. 220,000 illegal immigrants coming to the country. And that other 50,000, now we got another 100,000 in Ukrainians in the middle of what they call a so-called food shortage. Foundational blacks need to shop the vote or stay home and build the bag up. Do not vote for anyone that's not going to give foundational blacks reparations or tangibles. And they said, well, we can't give black folks reparations. Y'all Negroes ain't never going to get no reparations. Okay, fine. Why should we vote for you? doesn't matter who gets in office. We vote for the person that provides tangibles because what you're saying to us is we could give people that aren't even from here or supposed to even be here. We could give them billions of dollars in tangibles, but you can't give foundational blacks tangibles. And what you said, you told me this a few weeks ago. You said it it doesn't pay race soldiers to make sure the foundational blacks get what is owed because it's if you can undermine foundational blacks and keep us with a SSI reparation social security check, then you could keep us down. Right. You remember when you told me that? Well, that's what the Democratic Party, they just neglect blacks for the whole three and a half years of the four years and then six months to go before the election. They'll just say, well, you got to vote for us because Republicans will take this away from you and take that away from you. And boom, they get it. You know, they, they, that once foundational blacks can get away from that, you know, because that's how they look at blacks. As long as we keep the government assistance in place and different programs in place, we'll always have the black vote. So we don't have to cater to them. I talked to a few people. Race and organization that have to cater to. I talked to. I hear TV in the background and something's kind of messing with the audio. I talked to a couple, a couple people I knew about black sponsorship, foundational black sponsoring brothers from the from the diaspora. 
They thought that was a good idea that you pitched. Yeah. They thought it was a great idea. And I thought about something. I think I, show, I sent you a show with Tariq. There was a brother from Zimbabwe. Remember when I told you that they don't never let nobody over here from Zimbabwe? Remember when I told you that? I've never met a brother from Zimbabwe. So I have to suspect that Zimbabwe doesn't have a large coon class. Yeah, and what the coons are bred, DP. So they're not net. They're coons are bred. What it is for Zimbabwe is they have a high HIV rate. HIV. Why they blocked it? Yeah. Which is why they blocked them. They don't really like them coming over here. Same with the Haitians. There's a lot of HIV people from Europe. I don't think that's a fair assessment. Well, that's an excuse they use. The truth is, is the Zimbabwean people are very aggressive. So they're not coons. Well, there's no real, you can't really look at a country in Africa and say coons. What happens is, is when they bring them here to America, they breed them into being coons. But why don't why don't they breed breed coons from Zimbabwe? What is it about Zimbabwe where they, where they, they don't figure high, it's a they coon? Have a, they have, they have the, there's certain countries that have a high HIV rate. Hmm. You know what I mean? And and Zimbabwe has a great see. Here's the thing with Africa is there's in all of the continent of Africa there is a few countries that are a democracy. Yeah. Right. And that's the only way you can leave that country is to escape to one of those democracy countries and then get involved in the sponsorships through the churches. So a place like Zimbabwe probably has their borders real tight, too. You're not just going to cut a ticket and leave Africa. It doesn't work like that. You have to escape and go to the next sovereign nation, you know, which for East Africans would be Sudan. For Zimbabwe people, that border might be real tight because these countries are ran by dictators. So they're not, you know what I mean? They don't want people leaving. The brother, the brother said, the brother said that the United States has sanctions against Zimbabwe and they've never threatened the United States. Why do they have sanctions against Zimbabwe? Friends with enemies. Same thing with Mm. Eritrea. If if the U.S. deems someone to be their enemy and you fuck with them, you're an enemy too. I want to tell you about a story before I go into this Minnesota unemployment insurance tax story that I see on Fox. All right. Now, you know that, and I won't get into to naming in, in, in superior detail, but I'll just talk, talk about it from a generic standpoint. Um... You know that I've been, I started to, you know, market, you know, when a Microsoft Azure class up here, you know, trying to get black folks and, you know, get them a bag, you know what I mean? Learn some IT training, right? So one of the nonprofits I was working with, uh, somehow this suspected, well, at this point, I kind of confirm him to be, but this suspected race soldier, he gave me a call and left a a voicemail on my phone and I'm, you know, I don't really talk to a lot of people, bro. So I was trying to figure out, well, how did he get my number? It must've been the trainer, uh, the sister that's going to be training people. Maybe I said, well, maybe she gave, gave me, gave him the number. So 
I wasn't gonna call him back at first. I li- I listened to his voicemail. You know how some white people you could listen to him and be like, man, I think he could be a race soldier just by his tone, the way he's talking. It's kind of authoritative, and he's just kind of calling almost like he's running some shit. And it's like, okay, so I call him back. Right. Now. Remember, I did a show a long time ago. I'm gonna send this to you if I can remember. It's called Trailer Trash Bob. So, this show tonight, I was gonna call it the Return of Trailer Trash Bob, but I ended up calling it Big Capoeira. That's a new word that I coined for for Big Cap. It's a martial art in Brazil. It's called Capoeira. So, anything that I think is Cap is, you know, it could be Big Capoeira. So, this this guy, I talked to him. And he starts telling me about all these scams, all these Indian companies that keep calling them up, talking about they have IT certification training and they want him to spend some money and all that. And I told him, I said, man, we, we like the IRS, man. We don't we don't call you, man. You know, we don't sound like a big truck that went by. Uh, we don't we don't call you. OK. If you need something from us, you sign up with us like you call us and you you set up a meeting with us. So he started talking about all these different places and been calling him and scamming him. So I thought that was very interesting that he said that. Then he turned around when I started talking to him. F1 grid talk was happening. We're live. Um, then he started talking about, he said, well, we heard from you from the Cisco Academy. And I said, wait a minute. That's when my spidey sense kind of went up the first time. Now, Cisco is a billion dollar company. So they have like a vendor relationship with the nonprofit as a certified and, you know, kind of a vetted training center. Like, okay, we know these people are the real deal. Holyfield, you know, they're not going to take your money. We, we, you know, we know their work ethic because, you know, before when I was doing the tech training classes, bro, what I would do was I would send out, um, I would deploy some of the Cisco technologies when people wanted to, uh, for example, if they wanted to learn how to use routers and switches, there was like a, a simulation program that allows you to like practice it, right? So he got to asking questions about what we do and all that and, and what my, my experience was. And I told him, I said, man, you know, I've been in IT a long time. Um I said, I done hired over 100 black folks. I done got a lot of black folks certified, people that didn't have any experience at all, just to kind of get them in the door. Nana Afia, what's happening? What's going on? We're live. And so then what he started to do is he started asking more questions, saying, well, I I haven't touched. I was in help desk 15, 20 years ago. And I got this and I got that. I said, do you have any certifications? He says, well, I have my Google certification. So then... I said, well, okay. I said, well, you haven't touched it, you know, in a while, sir. You, you know, you're going to probably start from the bottom. You flip the burger. You haven't, you haven't been in this game in a minute. I said, so you're not just going to jump, jump in the ring with Tyson. You're going to spar a little right. bit. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you going to pay your dues. You ain't touched this technology for a minute. So then he started talking about, well, you know, I can learn it, can I? I said, yeah. I said, do you know Linux? Do you know PowerShell? Could you, could you write scripts? Could you do stuff like that? Well, I can learn it, can I? I said, listen, man. I said, I'm going to level with you. I'm going to be very honest. I said, you got kids coming out of high school 
And I made sure to, to under no brothers and sisters. There's a lot of brothers and sisters on LinkedIn that's learning this shit heavy. I said, you got a lot of young brothers and sisters, man, that's coming out of college right now or not in college that know how to write PowerShell scripts, that know DevOps and Kubernetes. And, you know, they, they know all this new little technology. Even if they learn it on their own, they can run circles around you. I said, and they in their early right. 20s. And here you is 40 years old trying to tell me with the experience you got, you ain't touched nothing. I said, the hell with me. I said, don't convince me, sir. Convince the IT directors. I said, because a lot of the people that's on the board for the nonprofit is their IT directors and managers. These niggas really work really in the world for big ass Fortune 500 companies that I personally know. And I said, they'll rush it, rush it and flush it quick. I said, they'll look at your resume and they will delete that shit. I said, I'm, I'm being real with you. I said, you ain't got to convince me. I said, the program I said that we employ is we get your resume reviewed. You know, we got people that really work in the real world to hire and fire motherfuckers every day. You see what I'm saying? So he started trying to tell me, he said, well, why do you even use the Microsoft Azure fundamentals class if it's just for help desk? And I said, well, everything's moving to the cloud. So then I started kind of, you know, my spidey sense went up again. I said, I think he might be a spy or a race soldier. I said, because you heard about this class, but it's like you keep asking these rudimentary questions this way out to spectrum, the, the, the spectrum of the solar system, dude. So then he started, then he's, this is what really got me, bro. He said, well, this is a nonprofit. How are you charging $100 to do a class? Don't the government give you any money? And I'm thinking to myself, bro, I said, okay, this is a race soldier. He's calling to undermine. That's why I came up with the term in my new book called Trailer Trash Bob. This is a suspected white supremacist or suspected dusty-ass, trailer-trash race soldier calling me up trying to lecture me about something that he says that he hasn't touched in 20 years and asking a lot of questions. Nigga, you're 50 years old and you're white in America. You can't pull out $100. Mr. Solomon, I would like you to enlighten my listeners on your $500 test. Well, yeah, because when people- I hire an employee, I tell him, Go to your go to your ATM and just show me your balance. See? Then it give me a clear indication. I'm dealing with a 40 year old man and ain't got no what a hundred dollars put up in his account. You know what I mean? You you gotta know what you're doing with. Now now what if you what if you see a hundred dollars? What if you see a hundred dollars but you see transactions where you say, Well, I invested in this, I invested in that, you know, I spend all my money. I don't even need to see all that. If he's got a hundred dollars in his account, the, the next thing I gotta assess is his attitude. Is this an arrogant person? Is this a humble person looking to get on his feet? This is an arrogant person with a hundred dollars in his account. I want nothing to do with. Yeah. And yeah. a forty-year-old man, I'm cool. Well, you got something going on. Yeah. Even if you have money, even if you have money in the stock market, you don't have everything you own in the stock market. That's not smart. Yeah. That's real dumb. So you know what I mean? That's that's the lame test because you got a lot of people here in Minneapolis, St. Paul probably is the same way. They run their mouths, but their 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 pockets, their pockets ain't as big as their mouth. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, you so know you what I used to do any kind of people. What I used to do is like you know, I spent a lot of people don't know, but I used to spend a, a good amount of my life broke because I'd put every dime I got into Whatever idea I had, you know, I, I wasn't. Well, I wasn't. The, 
You was investing in yourself. I wasn't the guy that would say, well, I, I, let me go to the strip club and trick it all off. I, I, I would take, if I even like I to start an LLC or whatever, I'll take, because I'm going to be honest, I've never in my life seen $30,000 in an account at one time. Never seen that. Because you know what? I take, I do like the Dame Dash thing. I'll take everything I got and I, I, I believe in thin air. But you're really I'm gonna try some Dame shit. Dash, Dame Dash says he does that. Yeah. But he's been saying that, that that's an excuse for when a motherfucker. That's also an excuse for a broke motherfucker. Really? Where's your money? Oh, I keep investing it. What do you so when you have no profit? He's been saying that same shit for years. I take my money and I invest it back in what he He talks a lot of shit. But he 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 where's what have you have you seen any movie from Dame Dash? I've seen Paper Soldiers. Nothing, nothing, nothing lately. That is a what point. I never thought movies? about that. Yeah, it's just talk. That's a broke motherfucker, man. Whose who <laughs> attitude, whose attitude fucked him up. You know what I mean? That's, that's an interesting point. Message. He has a great message, but does he follow that? Hmm. Because, I mean, I that's... don't, he has no artist. You know, that's you an interesting point. You make $5,000 profit this month. Okay, I'm going to put 3000 back in my business. I'm going to buy bigger trucks or this and that, this and that. But I'm going to keep some. I'm not going to take that whole 5000 put it back into my business, and then do you keep doing it. That's an excuse for you fucking up your money. What is your advice to a young black person that's making, at this point, they're making 40000 a year? And they haven't really acquired a, I'll say this, they have not yet acquired a measurable skill set, but they're making 40000 a year. What, what, what would be your advice? Like, like what, what was the feel? Okay, before we go to that, what, what was the... How old were you when you could say when you got to your sweet spot where you said, okay, I ain't working for motherfuckers no more. I'm hiring motherfuckers. How old were you? Oh, wow. I was probably 36, maybe. 35. So it was a so, lot so, of trial and tribulation to get to that point. Yeah, but so at one point, to get you, to that you point takes years. No, so at one point, you woke up one day no. It had nothing to do with one day. It was years of planning. You know what I'm talking about? I was so you planned? With, uh, yeah, I, I planned on uh, working for myself and accumulating enough money to do that. I didn't necessarily plan on the restoration company and the, and the transportation company, but I would tell a young person making 40 grand a year right now that doesn't have a legitimate plan to just save your money. You don't even got to invest. Just put it in your bank account. Keep accumulating until you come up with a plan. Now, with the rent these plan, days, 
but you, if you, even if you don't have a plan with your money, saving your money is a plan within itself. Doing nothing, just letting your money accumulate, that's a plan within itself. Make that your hobby. Make money your friend. A lot of people, money makes them gives them anxiety. Makes them think they always have to do something with it. They always have to flip it. No, you don't. Let it sit. Let it stack. Keep stacking. And guess what? Now you got 50, 60 grand put up cash. You got a lot of options, man. You know what I did when you told me about AMC? Every now and then I just put five bucks in there. Yeah, you got to average down with stocks. That's the thing people don't realize about the stock market is whenever I hear people say losing money, I lost money. You only lose money when you sell a stock. It can be down, but then you can average down. If you buy a stock for $20 and it's down to 15, buy it back at 15 and you'll get the average from 20 to 15. So now you done bought that stock. Your average cost went down to 17.50 from 20. You see what I'm talking about? You keep doing that. You're, you're accumulating. So when this stock goes back up, now you're going to kill it. That's the key to the stock market is averaging down. People get afraid because they think like today you're down 5%. Um, they think like that's it. That money is like out the window. No, they're not. You just got to be patient. The key is not to put all your money in into the stock market all at one time. And you have to have a few dollars to play with. If you do and you do your due diligence and you show some patience, you can really make it. Like AMC has been down the last three, maybe almost a month, I've been averaging down, averaging down, averaging down. Once earn, our earnings report is going to be on the 5th of March or May, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get real hot. We'll be back up in the 30s in no time. And when I, I see that it's down, down I, I accumulated. Yeah, when more. I see that it's down, I'll just, sometimes I'll just buy some. Well, look at it like this. If it's a stock you believe in, and it's down, it's like it's it's almost like going to the store and buying something you like on discount. You know, you have to look at those red days like that. And this is the day where everything is discount. Now, what do you think about property? It's important. It's important that people only think you don't have to necessarily it's very important because that's the difference between being somebody in this world and you sound really far away. Can you hear me now? Just a little bit better. It still sounds. It don't sound close. You can hear me right now. It sounds much yeah, better. Ownership. I don't know what happened. Ownership is the key. That's the key, man. The key is to own something. And most people, and before you own anything, a house, a car, you have to own your life. You know what I mean? A person has to own their life, and you own your life by doing what you want to do every day. That doesn't necessarily mean opening a business. You might just that's, that's be, be having life leverage. Life leverage allows you to go to a job you like, hang around people you like, date a woman you like. You know what I mean? You see these people, they hate their job, they hate their wife, they hate all their friends. At a certain point, they need to be looking at themselves. So before you can get involved in the true ownership and all that, you have to own your life. Do you think the young black men these days, before they run out, start having kids and all that, do you think they should own their life and build their leverage? What do you think about that? Yes, 
and too many broke people having kids. The two broke motherfuckers can't do nothing together, man. So That's you think they should, they should, they should, they should set something up for their children before they have them. Do you agree? Yeah. Before you have kids, they should have money. And women, ladies, you shouldn't date a man that doesn't have plans. And, and men, you shouldn't have kids from a woman that isn't motherly. Certain women have kids. They might have four or five kids, but they're not naturally motherly women. They just have some kids. Mm. So, you know, what do you yeah, think I mean, about it's, it's Go ahead. What do you think about Minnesota lawmakers reach deal on unemployment insurance taxes, worker bonuses? Minnesota lawmakers, Minnesota lawmakers say they have settled one of the biggest questions of the legislative session. Legislative uh, leaders deal includes $2.7 billion to refill the state's unemployment insurance fund, $500 million in bonus payments to reward workers on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic, and $190 million of the Walls administration response to the pandemic. Now you, now, okay, hold on, wait a minute. Let me say this and then I'm going to ask you some questions. The final deal is a good deal for the people of Minnesota, and we're happy to get it done. Senate Majority Leader Jeremy Miller, Republican of Winona, told reporters Thursday. Winona is a beautiful place, by the way. Um, the frontline worker bonuses will average seven hundred and fifty dollars for six hundred and sixty seven thousand workers. Top lawmakers agreed to use the distribution system approved by the House in February, which makes workers in 15 industries eligible for the checks, including health care, grocery stores, food service and child care. Now, let me ask you this. This is a two part question. You being a business owner and then I've noticed I haven't really I ain't really paid much mind to the news, but I haven't heard much about carjackings. Have you noticed that? Well, they they're either they either got a hold of where the chop shops are or they're just not publicizing it anymore. Now, I told you about the black owned business that I bought from Colorado in Windsor, Colorado. I bought a pipe. Real real nice right. one. I'm going to send you a picture of it. But I but at this point I don't really feel the need to really be, you know, running around with it in Minneapolis. What's going on? You should. You should. This is a wild, crazy area, man. You got a lot of drug addicts. So what's the addicts to worry about? Yeah, well, I mean, drug addicts, you know, yeah, you have a large amount of drug addicts. You have a large amount of people that aren't from this city. They came here because of the benefits. So you have a large amount of that. I, I mean, I'm not a a, a a gun person. I don't really like guns or believe in them. I actually never held a gun on purpose. But I don't blame people for having one during this time because there's a lot of crazy people out here, man. A lot. Minneapolis has really changed, especially South Minneapolis. You got to go. You got to leave like Lake Street. Seward neighborhood, yeah, it's a lot. Cedar Avenue, a lot of problems, man. I haven't been beyond. I I haven't even went all the way down uptown. Like whenever I went, like okay, the last time I came a couple weeks ago, I went to thirty eighth or thirty seventh. I didn't go to Cup, but I went to Smoking the Pit. They, they, I'm just saying, if you you want some good smoked wings, Foundational Blacks got some. Man, them wings is off the hook. Off the hook. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to go to Cup. And, you know, like we talked about it before, my main thing is them, them Arabs got enough money anyway. So, you know, you know how I am, bro. Like, yeah. I, I've been looking for black businesses. Sometimes 
one thing I had to realize too is, and, and you kind of hit me to some of that too, is like a lot of businesses, um, non-black businesses that make money off of blacks, they're going to continue. And black folks feel like, well, you know, we as a group, we have not gotten to that toss of mind state to where we're like, okay, it ain't that we don't have to shop with other people, but we haven't got into the mode where we're like, okay, it foundationals could create a cup foods. I mean, we really could. It's nothing enough niggas that, that, that could, but we haven't done that yet in Minnesota. We should have been done it, but we ain't. There's no organization. But, you can take yeah. you can take four or five drug dealers. And then there then you go. Put your money together, you know, do something. But you can, it's just. I was talking to a couple guys at Palmer's that be hustling. I was like, why don't you guys get together and buy one truck? Y'all go out of town once a once a month. Wash your money. They're just looking at you like you're crazy, man. Yeah, they don't. What it is is the allure. They like the allure of. It's more about the life. It's it, what I call to like tonight, big caparera. It you know. America has washed its money with slavery. So when I hear race soldiers talk about, well, you know, laundering and all that, I'm like, look, I, I've never been involved in that type of shit. But when they start trying to use that against us, I'll be like, no, nah, nigga, y'all motherfuckers done got money off of niggas building this country. The descendants of slaves has built this country from front to back. And y'all done took the money and washed it in the stock market and everything else. So don't try to lecture us about no morality. But see, niggas, nowadays, they ain't looking at it from like when you try to tell them, like, man, why don't y'all just go get a truck? They could have went and got the CDLs. You know what I'm saying? They could have went and did everything. You know, you I mean, they could have did whatever. You don't, even need, you don't even need a CDL. You don't even truck. need a CDLs. You could do a moving company. I mean, I'm watching kind of like when you was telling me about the trucks. And I'm like, man, all this, all these niggas running around here talking about they ain't got no money. It's a bunch of bums. It's a bunch of a gang of motherfuckers walking around, they ain't got no money that they could go get $15 an hour from you, but they don't want to work because, like you said, you know, they know they know that the Democrats will be baby like, okay, well, you know, just take this little seven hundred dollars a month. So they go get their meth or whatever the case may be. But you know, I don't know, bro. Well, you got a lot like, of people. See, here in Minneapolis, when you apply for SSI, you can't work during the application process, which could take sometimes six months to a year. You can't work during that time. So anybody here that's applied for that, you can't hire them. They ain't working. Then you got people who are already on SSI. They can't work. Because it fucks with their money. That's how they, that's how they get foundationals and lock them in. What do you think about Fred Fry? Fred Fry, Fred Fry is talking about it's gonna take another ninety days. And the midterms. When is the midterms in the Senate? When is that? I have no clue. Not another ninety days for what? Man, this little bullshit ass nothing burger with cheese that I sent you earlier. They talking about well, the human rights organization is found out now. You know the human rights is supposed to be. The human rights organization, human rights, that's supposed to be locked in with the UN when we really want to get down to it. But when it comes to foundational blacks, there was a news report that came out talking about they've been surveillance of black folks, black folks that weren't even criminals, that it was, you know, undercover race soldiers in the force. Uh, they said they've been engaging with black folks. And when engaging is 
you know, it's like those little race soldiers to be calling niggas monkeys and all kind of, you know, shit like that. They didn't say that, but you and I both know on Facebook, if you and I say something, if we call out a coon or if we call out a race soldier or whatever, they'll ban us. But when you hear the race soldiers start talking or, or posting videos of black people being harmed, they don't ban them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So they have... They, you have race soldiers that work in, in, in the Minneapolis Police Department that have been targeting black people, engaging with black people in a negative way. And they're talking about, well, it's been 10 years incidents and all this shit. And I'm like, all right, OK, fuck all that. All these black Biden butt kissing ass niggas that voted to get Trump out. We have these niggas in right now and they're telling us, well, we're going to do an the investigation probe is done and it's going to be another three months for us to get. I'm like, okay, where's the fucking punishment? See, that's all I want to know, bro. What are you going to punish them with? And I know they're not going to punish them. So my whole thing is, all right, Frey Fry, why is Negroes running around trying to break their necks to vote for you? Why? Well, he's because he's a Democrat, first of all. So you, oh. you you have some you have a lot of people that just vote Democrat. They don't even listen to what's being said because they know what the other side is. So the true the true answer to the question is not don't vote. It's not it, it's is shop your vote is an option. Not voting isn't an option. The real option needs to be is to do away with the two party system. Because for foundational blacks, all you have is you have one party that hates you, another party that doesn't like you but acts like they do. So, how do you win? You're not going to. You have to shop the vote. You have, you have to, to shop, shop the, the vote. vote. But to shop the vote, there has to be a hierarchy established, and there has to be leadership. There has to be a voice, and there and, and foundationals are very far away from that. We don't need a voice because we got Sharpton stealing my words. He stole my word liberal limousine and says that liberals, he's saying, Al Sharpton has said that niggas can't pay their bills. Ms. Mendez, what's going on? She she jumped in and jumped out. I think they got scared. They, this nigga had been making $20 million for MSNBC and he's, see, the, somebody's been listening to my podcast, bro. Motherfuckers been stealing my words. What's going on? The You remember, the liberal limousine was coined here. Right. You remember that? They've been stealing my fucking words. They haven't been paying my homage. This nigga done ratted to the mafia government. He's been working with the feds. Talking about, well, we is the, we we can't pay our rent. When has Al Sharpton never been able to pay his fucking rent? When? He says, he says, you remember, you remember when he went to Dante, Dante Wright's funeral? He says, I'm that type of guy. Well, what does he mean by that, bro? What does he mean by that? Tell me. The finer things in life, like y'all should be surprised I'm going around the or in a private jet. He say? says, I'm that type of guy. He says, I got a private jet. I'm that type of guy. What what does that mean? That means why are y'all surprised when you see me on the jet? You should be surprised. I'm that nigga. You know, like I'm not a scrub. I'm not a brother. What are you trying to say? I can barely I'm hear you again. You sound real far now. away again, bro. It sounds yeah, a little better. He was he was saying I'm not a bum. This is this is the life I live. This is what I do. 
So why are y'all surprised I'm getting picked up? Which, I mean, but there's a lot of things that not Sharpton about. That was not He says he can't pay his rent. He says, he says we, can, we as black folks can't pay our rent. I'm like, nigga, when have you ever had a problem paying your rent? Well, that probably means as a society, as a whole. But I mean, those are two different, two different issues. Now, remember what I said. I'm going to break it down for you. Remember what I told you. And you called this out early, too. There's something else you called out. I forgot. I got to look through my text. Niggas, the Democratic Party can do nothing for black people no more. Now, I'm not saying vote Republican. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying vote for whoever. I don't give a damn if it's a fucking chicken fried rice cuttlefish. You vote for the person that gives you something transactional, and you do not vote if they don't. The Democrats, if you listen to him, what he was saying, the liberal limousine, it's like, nigga, you've been on a liberal limousine from the gate. They pay you. But what now that tells me you're getting ready to lean lean right or moderate white supremacist, moderate is what they call it, middle of the road. You know how they got the left and they got the right, then they got this middle of the road bullshit. It's like playing both sides of the fence. Those, okay. Those are the race soldiers that would say this. Well, we might vote for Donald, but eh, we might vote for Joe. So you're so so now you're looking at them kind of like, okay, well, what a lesser two evil, you know? Uh, we got to pick somebody. That's bullshit. That's like saying, bro, well, this guy raped two women. Well, the other guy raped one. Nigga, you yeah, a rapist. When you don't, but you when a rapist. you don't vote, but when a when a when a black man doesn't vote or a black then another person wins. Vote, now, they're voting, that's not they're true. voting Republican. Now, that's a misnomer. Now, I've been hearing that a long time. And I'm going to tell you, the civil rights... The civil How is that a misnomer? Hold on, hold on. How is that a misnomer? So it's a, Biden, let me tell you why. So let me tell you why. If, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So if you mean to tell me if, say, 100,000 people, foundationals didn't go vote, Biden doesn't win that election. Trump has the necessary votes. All right, so, so Trump you, gets in. How can you tell me that? How can you tell me that the actual votes don't matter? If you vote, if you they vote, count. if you don't vote, if 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 blacks would have listened to you right now and did not go vote, what would happen is Trump would have won. We we would be in the same actually, and and, and far and and far out of Joe's mouth, he's putting. What well, that's your point? Then why don't you point. say that? Stand on the hill, DP. Say vote Republican. Stand no, on no, the no. hill. No, Say I'm not because that's what you're saying. No, no, it's not. No, it's not because there's two part DP. There's two parties to vote for. So you're if you're telling black people not to vote, then they're voting Republican. No, bro, your your vote is transactional. You're supposed to receive something for your vote. And see, this is what they've got black folks for the last 150 years with the Democratic Party, not getting nothing. Now here's the thing, like you, okay, you, your philosophy is something. Versus nothing. Here's the problem. You, we still don't got nothing. There's more police, more militarized forces, even more so than Donald. I'm not giving, letting him off the hook. I'm just saying, bro, like, okay. All right. The hood rat crime koala vote. The Jim Crow Joe plantation fish fry nigga vote. You got Joe in. You shamed us, not, you shamed us because you said, well, be scared of Donald. Nigga, these two people, Crime Kuala and Jim Crow Joe, has done more 
against black folks in the last 40 years than Donald could do in the next 30. If Donald was okay. in, if he lived, listen, if he lived, bro, for another 30 years, it would take him another 30 to 40 years to do the damage that these two assholes then already did. Now, that's not me talking, bro. Now, now you know. So are you endorsing you, voting Republican? No, no, no. no. That's not what I'm saying. DP, I'm saying there's two parties to vote for. Independent. Yeah, there, there's two. Go, go, go! Get on your ballot. That's a waste of vote. Nobody. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's a waste of vote because he's not going to win. No, no, no. So at the we end have of the day, the, DP, in we America, have the black independent two parties you can vote. That, no, we that, don't that, have to who, vote for who them. Ran, who ran under? Who ran under that ticket last? We can uh, create our own ago. ticket, oh, like okay, you. Okay, there you go. There you go. That's that's your idea. That that's an idea. That's a framework to build upon. But to tell people, do not vote. You are voting Republican, and 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 and, and there's there's no no you're real, not bro. Even, so who are because, you voting for? If, listen, no, no, listen. If right now Biden won the election by a very thin margin. So if black people listen to what you said, he doesn't win. Let me ask you this question. Hold on. Based off of he doesn't win. So what, what, right. I'm, what I'm really hearing from you is you're really saying go vote Republican. Now, because there is no this. third party. If Trump would have got in, how is it that how is it that Biden has put more police on the force? Nigga, we done voted Democrat. He dropped the Emmett Till case. He dropped the Breonna Taylor case. He's doing the same shit that you would think that Donald would have did. How does that work that as comes, a Democrat? That comes, that comes from, uh, like, what I'm saying. You, there's only two parties. So you only have two two places to go with your vote. So, it's, so it's, they're it's, working it's together. Lesser, it's a lesser of two evils. No, no, don't do, don't do that to me, bro. No, you're going to make me fall That's out my chair. Don't do, don't do the but lesson to me. I'm going to quote that's Dick Gregory. I'm going to quote Dick Gregory. DP, you're softly, you're, 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 you're very, you're, you're touching on the subject, which is making it confusing because really what you're saying is everything that's coming out of your mouth is saying go vote Republican. I say vote, vote for who promises and delivers what they who, who delivers remember what joe joe said they asked joe hey joe what do you think about reparations he said well you know immigrants illegal immigrants i'm like what the fuck you you you, you gonna walk up to me and tell me a foundational black you want me to vote for you and and i'm asking you about what you gonna give me for my vote we're black what people would other, are the what would any other politician say well, so here's that's, what the, a, that's the problem right there. The problem is there's only a two-party system. So people can only legitimately vote for one or the other. So there isn't a selection of 50,000 people. So people have well, to Asians, look well, Asian, Well, Asians and, Jew, and Jewish people, they don't vote like black people vote. You know that's for a fact, bro. What do you mean they don't vote like black people do? What do you mean by that? They don't have the numbers we do, bro. You know, you know, blacks save the Democratic Party every time. They don't really vote like that. They, 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 they control. They have finances. So yeah, they don't but guess vote. what they have. But guess what they have? They do vote. Money. Guess what they have? They, they have money. They have, no, they have something called leverage, which means their vote isn't a hundred percent guaranteed for Democrats. So Democrats have to cater to them. What do y'all need? What do y'all need? How do you cater to somebody, bro? How do you cater to somebody? You, by, you said leverage. You said leverage. 
leverage is only <laughs> given by money. If you don't have money, you don't have leverage. No. Another way to have leverage is by organization, strength in numbers. So when you have a large amount of people, I want their vote. Their vote is not guaranteed. How can I get it? They don't bro, they don't have the numbers. Look we at, we know that at, they don't. Look at immigrants. There's there's people that are illegal aliens that come to America. So but, and, and, but, bro, but bro, Jew, Jewish folks don't 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 come out in high numbers, but yet they have a lot of tangibles. How is that possible? They have organization. That's why organization by There's money. They have money. Uh, they have. It's they not practice. His, DP, look, look at right now. You have Democrats and Republicans fighting over who can cater to illegal immigrants, illegal immigrants, illegal who are not even supposed to be here and don't have a lot of money. But what they do is. We can get to you guys, and you guys will all vote for us. It's a pipeline, bro. Both okay, let me let me say this. Do you know that the lesser of two evil? That's kind of how you know how it's we reality, rag on the. Oh, well, wait, hold on. It's reality. I, I I rag on the civil rights generation because of that. They've used that doctrination since the '60s, and it's put us. It set us back. The lesser two so evils that voting, doesn't work. Voting, voting Republican every year that would have not set you no, back. No, no, remember, no. Listen. Okay, then. So that's not the no, answer. No, wait a minute. The answer comes Let, in having a third party, a fourth party. We, a we, party, I agree. I agree with gates. that. I agree with that. Remember when Cube went to both parties, he tried to shop the vote, and black folks got on his case because he wouldn't start cooning for the Republicans. We, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna say something here. And I want you to watch something on Amazon Prime. I remember you were talking about doing a documentary. There was a lot of coons on this documentary, but I want you to see. If you got Amazon Prime, it's called Uncle Tom. Now, as Dr. Claude Anderson states, Uncle Tom wasn't the coon. We use the term Uncle Tom. It's really Sambo. Uncle Tom was the real nigga. A lot of people don't know that story in Uncle Tom cabins. Uncle Tom was the solid nigga. He was like me and you. Sambo was the coon. Okay. There's a documentary called Uncle Tom. Now it's a bunch of conservative blacks, and I know you you kind of broke down where it's going, and 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 it is going the way you said because you called that out a long time ago. But they painted a organized. But they but they said something that was very interesting. All, all of those conservative guys, Herman Cain, it was all these Candace, it was everybody on there saying, you know, a lot of black folks that are in the Democrat, the, the, the Republican Party, it's it's not that many of them. And they said that the Republican Party does a bad idea on recruiting. See, the Democrats, they know that they could get a guaranteed Democrat vote because they know that most niggas that vote Democrat don't think. I'm not saying that voting Republicans a great deal. However, I'm going to say this. Most black folks are conservative in view. In view. I'm not talking about party. Hell yeah, I'm a Second Amendment nigga. I don't believe in bitches killing their kids. I think that's some savage shit. There are certain situations, but for the most part, when I hear a woman say that, I'd be like, all right, you ain't motherly, like you said earlier, okay? Most black folks, even when Dr. King was around, were, were Republicans. Now, they, they did a party switch. They try to say they didn't, but they did. The Republicans early in the 1900s, they were the ones trying to give black folks reparations of 40 acres and a mule. Now, that's a fact. I'm not giving them cover. I'm just talking about history. 
the Democrats, they started the Klan, all that. We all know that. But then what they did is the bait and switch in the 60s. They said, okay, when niggas want to have cocaine Cadillacs and a white woman, trade all your birthrights and your land and everything so you can eat with us and have colder ice. The Republicans really don't, they don't cater to try to get, you know, minority black folks, people of color, whatever case. They don't really try to do that that much. You see what I'm saying? The Democrats know they got that on lock. When Cube tried to shop the vote, I remember there was an Asian guy I worked with. I was working as a DevOps engineer. This might cut off in a minute. But, bro, he going to say, oh, I bet you're mad at Ice Cube. I suspected he was a coon, a race soldier when he said that because he thought he was he thought I was one of them Democrat niggas. He thought I wasn't a nigga that didn't wake up and smell the coffee and say, you know what? No, nah, I ain't voting. I'm not just voting just for fucking voting. So he had the nerve. You know how racist that was? You know how that, that's how I knew he was a coon. You gonna come to me in a meeting. I don't know you like that, bro. I work remote from home and ask me, am I mad at another brother because he went to both parties and said, let's shop the vote? See, everybody got mad at Q. Then when Biden got in and didn't do shit for black folks, niggas start talking about, well, you know, Black Lives Matter hasn't been responded to. And man, you know, Biden is putting in more police in the police force. And, you know, he's closing down the DOJ. I mean, he's done the kind of shit. But see, this is what I tried to tell black folks before. Biden ain't changed. He he's Biden was Trump before Trump was Trump, bro. Look, look, look at the history. 94 crime bill. I mean, he's been devastating black folks for 35 fucking years. I don't even really, this ain't even, this ain't an emotional rant. This is history, bro. This nigga's been, he's passed laws and architected laws that has destroyed the black community for over 40 fucking years from, from the 80s. So he's, people keep thinking he's a Democrat. No, he's not. He's very conservative. He's like a conservative Republican. He comes up on the strong Thurman, the Klan, all them motherfuckers. Like when you listen to Biden and, his, and when he was in his 30s, he sounds just like Trump, bro. He sounds worse. There's shit that Biden used to say. Well, I was like, damn, Trump ain't even said no shit like this. So like Trump was just a New Yorker that ran on the Republican Party. He always thought Republicans were dumb. And he said, OK, I'm going a, I'm to a treat this like a business deal. But he came through with the race soldier white supremacist rhetoric. Okay. So a bunch of scared plantation niggas got afraid. Okay, if he gets back in office, we all gonna die. Nigga, we getting smoked like fucking tacos right now. 38th of Chicago looks like it's in shambles. This is a democratic city, man. Foundational blacks put these niggas in office and it still looks fucked up. But like you said, SSI reparations check. Uh, we give you niggas $700 a month. And it's going to be a red state in a minute. I guarantee you that that one dude I told you, that black governor, that that, that nigga that's running, that went down there in Elon Omar's, uh, down here at Cedar Riverside. You talking about the ex-NBA player? No, not that nigga. He, no, he ain't going to get it. No, I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about the nigga with money. No, I'm talking about the nigga with money. You talking about about Royce White? No, no, no. He, his name was, um, I can't remember his name. He got a black wife. It's not, it's not beating Omar. I mean, regardless, no. you're not, you're not gonna Oh, no, 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 no. No, what I'm saying is he was down there handing out turkeys on Cedar Riverside. That nigga's going to be governor. It ain't going to be Walls. I guarantee you, bro. It ain't going to be Walls. Walls well, ain't going to be governor no more. He well, ain't. They're not going to let They're not gonna let dude be governor unless he's a coon. Is that dude a coon? The guy oh, for about? sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. 
For sure. Oh, Big time. Then he's he, he, he's, one, he's one of the niggas. Okay, like the stuff I'm talking about, this is what the conservative black platform, like me, I got some conservative views. I'm not no fucking black conservative. I'm not, bro. I don't, I don't you know, I'm not a black conservative. I, I have some conservative views. I really don't. I'm going to be honest. The white liberal viewpoint, I really don't like that shit. But most black folks, like I said, bro, most black folks like Dr. King, he was a Republican. They had conservative views. But this was when when black folks joined the Republican Party in the early 1900s. That's when niggas had shit. You had Rosewood. You had Tulsa. Niggas had shit. But then when a bunch of niggas started joining the Republican Party, the white folks started leaving and they kicked niggas out. And they became Democrats. And that's when the cocaine Cadillacs, white women, heroin, jive turkey shit, like all that shit started coming around. Bastard babies, all of that. 